Hey everyone, welcome to episode one, season one of the Youthfulness Podcast, the very first one. I'm your host, James Jenkins, and in this podcast series, we will be discussing issues, concerns, and current events affecting young people. This podcast is for young people, by young people, so hopefully that provides more insights into the youth-related topics we discuss. But if you aren't a young person, by all means, feel free to stay. We're more than happy for you to join us. Moving into today's episode on youth mental health, we have guest speaker Maddie Borman with us. Firstly, welcome and thank you for joining the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you on. So, mental health, it's quite a difficult subject to talk about and it's definitely something not spoken about enough, would you say? I would agree and I think that's down to the fact that there's still a lot of stigma attached to mental health and struggling with your mental health so people feel ashamed to talk about it. That is probably one of the biggest issues surrounding that and like you mentioned the bad stigma associated with mental health conditions so do you want to start off with your own personal experience with mental health and how it all was uh for you of course so i've struggled with my mental health ever since i was around 12 years old um i'm 15 now so it's been quite turbulent these past few years um last year was definitely a difficult one I was sectioned under the mental health act due to the decline in my mental health and I was in a psychiatric hospital for six months six months yeah it was quite a while wow so how was that whole experience being in the psychiatric hospital for that prolonged amount of time um it was difficult being so far away from home and like my support network and being in such a bad place mentally um it was really difficult but I feel like without that, um, I guess, awful experience that I had to go through, um, I wouldn't have been able to grow into the person I am today, especially without the people who I met and who mean a lot to me. And I feel like through that experience also, I've become such a like supporter for mental health. And I obviously don't want to see people go down the same path as me because it was truly life-changing I mean it's inspiring how you've been through all of this and it shaped you to be who you are today supporting mental health and actually using your story to help others so for those suffering with mental health issues and there is a wide range and everyone copes with it differently what has helped you and what advice would you give to anyone suffering with mental health issues I think that aside from the therapy that I get with CAMS, um, if you don't know what CAMS is, CAMS is Child and Adolescence Mental Health Services. Having a good support network who I can turn to, who I can trust when I'm struggling, has definitely helped me. So parents, family, friends, school, and obviously CAMS itself. Just having a support network that I can turn to is really helpful for me personally. Um, if I feel like I can't turn to them, obviously there are helplines out there which I can call and just talk to someone about whenever I'm struggling. Um, the advice that I would give to people is find a support network that helps you, whoever that may be, and don't be silent whenever you're struggling. Um, make sure that you are open and honest with them and get them to understand you a bit more Mm. I think that's the key message here you know um, to not struggle in silence to always reach out to people if you can someone whether that's a teacher a friend a parent a guardian you know there's there's so many people out there to help you and of course I will link the helplines available 
if you just check the description of the podcast, uh, there'll be some links there. Or alternatively, you can go to my Instagram account, James Jenkins MYP, and I post some mental health guidance on there. But anyway, moving on to the COVID-19 impacts um, with the mental health services. How much do you think the impact of COVID-19 has been in regards to, you know, accessing mental help and guidance that would normally be available through different organisations such as schools and counselling groups? I think the biggest impact that COVID-19 has had on any sort of mental health service and school support is the fact that they've had to change how they do things in consequence to COVID-19. In my case, face-to-face appointments have been postponed. They have been for a while. So my therapy is all done online and on video call. With that being said, not all face-to-face appointments have been cancelled. It's the fact that they've had to limit them to keep people safe. With school support, hours are very limited. Some people don't even go to school at all because obviously certain years go back. So I guess it's the fear of not knowing how to get support or how to go about it. You know, I think that is the main principle here, that the support is still available and it's still there, but it's just a bit harder to obtain that support because of the circumstances we're in. But I think that brings us nicely onto the next question. And this is one of the bigger ones about how can people actually seek support for mental health issues? And linking directly to that question, how can they overcome the fear associated with speaking out to another person about it? You know, that can be quite daunting for some people. So what's your advice on that? Seeking support for mental health, there are many different ways to go about it. Personally, I would suggest going to your GP or to school because they can direct you to what they think is the best support for you. I think the most important thing to remember when seeking help for any sort of mental health struggle that you're having is the fact that you should not feel ashamed about it. On average, one in four people in their life will struggle with their mental health in some way, shape or form. And just because you do also, it does not make you weak whatsoever. So moving on from that, what advice would you give to anyone that may be concerned about a friend, family member, close relative um, that may be struggling with mental health issues? My advice would be that if you are concerned about someone you know who is potentially showing signs of a mental health problem, some important signs to look out for would be extreme mood changes between high and low, withdrawals from friends and family, low energy, trouble sleeping or oversleeping, under or overeating, inability to concentrate, abusing drugs and alcohol, hopelessness and suicidal ideation and self-harm. It's important to remember that these aren't definitive warning signs since mental health problems can manifest in lots of different ways. Right. So if you could summarise maybe the top five tips before we close off the episode, what would they be? I mean, the top five tips that I would give to someone would be to get a support system that they can trust and rely on, to check up on others who are close to you because you don't know when they could be struggling. Use helplines if you feel like you have no one to turn to. Don't feel ashamed about having mental health problems and don't suffer in silence. And most importantly, look after yourself because you're the most important person in your life. Well, thank you very much, Maddie, for coming onto the podcast today and sharing your tips and experiences. I'll see if I can link any of the help resources that we mentioned today in the description to the podcast. But if not, there's plenty of them out there, such as Childline, Young Minds, etc. So don't feel like you have to suffer in silence. That is the main takeaway of this. That pretty much wraps up this episode, though, so if you do have any further questions or future podcasting topics, please do get in touch with me on my Instagram, James Jenkins M-Y-P, no spaces. Anyway, that sums it all up, so thank you all for listening, and I will see you soon.